Hello and welcome to the Astro Flight Simulation Podcast, where we navigate the digital world through art and culture. If you're hearing this message, it means you're listening for free on iTunes or Spotify, which I thank you for and invite you to do more of. However, I want to let you know that if you're left wanting more, there's a lot more content on my Substack page, which is astralflight.substack.com. You can access my Substack through my Twitter page, which is at AFSCast. That's at A-F-S-C-A-S-T. There's a link to my Substack in my bio and in my pinned tweet. On my Substack, you'll find a lot of long-form content, as well as podcast episodes that never make it to iTunes and Spotify. And if you choose the paid subscriber option, you'll have access to early release podcasts and podcast episodes that are not available anywhere else except for as a paid subscriber to my Substack. That's astroflight.substack.com. I hope you enjoy the show. The internet is an ocean that we invent as we explore it. In the murky darkness of virtual places, there could be dragons. Shagoths, Leviathans. Certainly I have heard voices on the web who say we'll discover or build a god when we reach the cyber ocean floor. People claim to remember past lives. I claim to remember a different, very different present life. The psychotic drowns where the mystic swims. They're drowning. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astroflight Simulation Podcast, where we navigate the digital world through art and culture. Today is the first ever collaboration episode with returning champion Isaac Simpson, the disgraced propagandist of the Carousel Podcast. Yep. Hi. So this is also an episode of the Carousel, because I always love having Astral on, and I think this is going to be a good topic for that as well. So uh, me and Isaac have been talking about a lot of things, but the big thing in the news last week, today is October 11th. The big thing in the news last week was that uh, after a bunch of vacillating, Elon Musk finally said, fuck it, I'll buy Twitter at the original price. Uh, that was last Monday. So um, me and Isaac and everyone has a lot of thoughts on this. And I think it would be good to discuss this purchase in the broader context of like what's going on both politically in america but also culturally um so isaac i will give you the floor because one of the things we were talking about is uh the reason why why musk initially balked about the deal because he agreed to buy it for like 44 billion dollars which he openly knew he was overvaluing it but he just wanted to buy it and he wanted to just have it but then he balked and he happened to balk at the same time that the economy crashed and a report came out that looked like Twitter was lying, saying that there were far fewer bots than there actually were on the on the um, on the website. So um, you said you, you have a lot of knowledge about the, the bot situation and about the lying. So can you lay that out for us? Um, give us your insider knowledge about uh, <laughs> about that. It's not really too much insider knowledge, but. Um, yeah, so that guy that we're going to talk about later, Charles Haywood, who was recently on the Oren McIntyre podcast, and they have a great discussion about this. And he says he thinks this was even before the deal went through. He called it. He said, oh, I think this was a negotiation price lowering tactic from Musk the entire time. 
And I think he was probably right about that. So it could be that this was just basically negotiation from Musk the entire time. And he's, you know, he's known to be a, a really great salesperson and a great, you know, business person in that way. So it, it could very well be that he wasn't actually surprised by anything and that this was his plan all along. But the issue that he tried to use to get out of the contract that he signed was that Twitter had misrepresented the amount of spam accounts on the platform. And so why does that matter, right? Who cares how many spam accounts are on the platform? Why, why does that matter? The reason, which is very obvious, is that the entire monetization program of Twitter is about selling clicks and views from its users for to advertisers. So if you're if the people using your platform are not real, then the clicks that you're selling to people are not effective. And therefore the value of your company is worth a, a lot less, right? So what Elon was arguing was, oh, once he got his hands on some of the data, I think they gave him like a fire hose of data so that he could run his own analysis on it. Uh, they had claimed that they were like 5% bots or spam, you know, which basically just means like not a real human. Uh, whereas he, his people were saying it was drastically way, way more than that. And uh, just recently, um, he hired yet another one of these like companies that investigates how many they have like algorithms that kind of show you how or purportedly show how many of your users are a given are, are spam and they measured it at like 11%. So saying that 11% of the traffic on Twitter is basically fake. The, Twitter had claimed it was 5%. So only twice is not really that bad. What, what Musk was saying was that it was much more than that. He was saying it was far more than 5%. It was like 50%, I think was his original. Uh, I think that was like his original argument. I don't think he actually listed a number, but that was basically the takeaway. Now, what I know for a fact from, I worked at William Morris's WME's influencer marketing agency that was very data centric. So we were basically selling packages of clicks to advertisers, right? So I got pretty involved in like understanding how the different platforms work and how those uh, impressions are priced, how people are tracked, et cetera. I, I got pretty into that. And what I can tell you is that it is all bullshit. <laughs> like, like, like the idea that what? this okay. this is really, you know, a company called Sayabara, Sayabra. They went in there and said, "Oh, it's it's eleven percent. We marked it eleven percent." And here's how they get to eleven percent. They say Sayabra factors built into Sayabra's algorithm used to measure how likely an account is to be fake or spam include the members in that account's social network and where they're located, what the account talks about, how frequently and what hours, whether the account uses one or multiple languages and how fluently it uses those languages, and the type of engagement the account's content tends to generate among many others. So is that a really like sophisticated program? No, it sounds like guesswork. It's total guesswork. It's total bullshit. And they're just selling. They're selling. That's how they're monet. That's how they're valuing the entire platform. Right. And, and Saibar is basically saying, okay, take 10% off the top of that, of what you're selling. And that's what you should assume the actual value uh, is. Right. 
but that's total bullshit. That that what I just told you, that like list of factors is complete guesswork. It's like that doesn't take the location. I mean, like, give me a break. It doesn't it, it basically they're all just guessing. Nobody knows. Nobody has any clue how many of these things are bots. I mean, maybe the, that program probably picks up the absolute most obvious cases. Right. But there's probably all kinds of things that are on there crawling. I mean, I've heard people say that on Twitter, when you reach certain and I, def, I know this for a fact on Instagram. When you reach certain follower counts, you're you jump like another ten percent because there's so many bots that are tied to following people over a certain number. So there, it's like if Twitter really wanted to, they could definitely figure out what was a bot and what wasn't, but they don't want to. It's not in their incentive. They don't want to figure it out because that would make them worth way less money. Um, so. You know, all I'm saying, bringing the, the only insider knowledge I'm bringing to this is like, for example, we used to sell uh, packages of, of you know, uh, this will to get you 100,000 likes or this will get you a million views, so, roughly. So we would measure our campaigns based on that. And we would sell based on benchmarking. So we would say like, okay, this campaign, this influencer campaign um, got... 2.5 times the benchmark of normal campaigns. But then what is benchmarking? You look, and every company does this in this sphere. You like asterisk, you look at what the benchmark is and it's totally made up. It's like it, 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 the example I use, it's like me saying, I have two time, 2.5 times more sex than the average man. And then it's like asterisk, or no, sorry, than the, than the benchmark male, right? And then you asterisk by benchmark male and then you look at the small print and it's like, Benchmark determined by survey of 17 obese males, 55 to 65 in, in Juneau, Alaska. You know, it's like, uh, it's just total bullshit. It's like, we would, we would be like, oh, it's benchmark two 2.5 times the benchmark. And then you look into what the benchmark is. It's just like, whatever we say it is. So this whole song and dance of like selling impressions, which is how the backbone of the entire internet currently it's all bullshit. And everyone knows that it's just like, and everybody in the industry knows it's like totally an art, not a science calculating these things. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's the knowledge I have to bring to this. Well, I mean, Musk's, Musk's uh, first backing off and then vacillating was kind of reasonable considering that just the economic downturn. I mean, the economic downturn over the summer hurt everyone. Everyone lost money. So Musk was suddenly stuck, you know, buying something for $54.20 a share that was worth what, like $29 a share, I think at the lowest point, $30 a share, but it's back up to $50 a share now, um, which funnily enough, him announcing that he wanted to buy it, I think rose the share price by like 12% yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, Twitter is has notoriously struggled with their stock stock price. Like that's been their biggest flaw. They've never really been able to figure out how to like be super profitable. You know, like Facebook really figured it out and Google figured it out, but Twitter's never in that conversation. I think 85% of all online advertising is Google and Facebook. Yeah. And Twitter's like a tiny baby like percentage and just cuz they haven't really figured out how to how to properly monetize it in a, in a, you know, that as well as the other two have. So in, in, in trying to, because I'm not in uh, the, the industry of, of either business or tech uh, in order, in, in order to try to get an idea of like where people are, who are in those industries on this whole thing, 
Uh, I talked to some people and the business, you know, lawyers who do this kind of thing, they all say like the deal's going through. It's just a done, it's basically been a done deal. The whole time. Yeah. The whole yeah, time. Yeah. 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 I um, think that's probably pretty true, you know, and this is just like a, it's like a negotiating tactic. Yeah, for, for sure. And then the tech people say, um, now, now this is like going to be the bulk of what I want to talk about tonight. Everyone I've talked to say that uh, Twitter probably can't make money the way that it is right now. Yeah. Like there's only so much you can do and you, you probably aren't going to like be turning much of a profit, if at all, like trimming the fat, streamlining the algorithm, boosting the, the engagement, like is still only going to like bring it up, you know, so much. I don't exactly understand why that is with Twitter. Like I get it with Google because they have YouTube and stuff. Like I get well, that, but like I, mean, I don't get why Twitter is less profitable than say Facebook or, or Instagram. Because the ads just don't convert. Like like uh, Google makes, I would, I actually don't know what they make on YouTube. I think probably their biggest, I, I actually don't know this, but I'm going to speculate that their biggest chunk comes from search ads because those are just a massive moneymaker. Think about every single local gym in the country, every single restaurant, everybody runs these Google ads and you yeah. don't pay unless people click, right? I mean, I know there are people who pay like a hundred dollars a click for Google ads and, you know, for really specific niche niche services that are like a guaranteed conversion, right? Right. Like, you know. When you like, say conversion, you mean seeing the ad purchase. online? between yeah and then purchasing something in real life exactly so that's pretty traceable now which you know that before the internet that was like basically impossible to track so so why so, is well finish your thought where it's google has this magic formula where it's like okay we're gonna charge you i mean you know it's really high amounts like for you know again the the more you pay for a click is like the further the more guaranteed your sale is right if somebody's googling pest control Pasadena, right? There's, and, and they click on that top link, there's a pretty good chance they're, they're gonna convert. They're gonna end up buying the product, right? So I would imagine a pest control Pasadena Google ad on top of search is a lot of money for a click. They probably like 20, $30 even per click because they, they're almost guaranteed to, to convert it, right? To turn it into a sale. Whereas, other Google ads are, you know, if, if like you're just Googling like office chair and it comes up, that's way cheaper because it's much less likely that somebody's going to actually buy whatever they see, the, the, the much less likely to convert. A conversion is when somebody sees an ad and then they make the purchase. So Google so has that shit on lock, man. That makes sense. But, but Google isn't a social media company. Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the way I understand it, and 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 I don't know how much you know about like Instagram or TikTok, but so if you can't speak to this, I, I don't know. But the way I understand it is like you'll have like a studio or a company who have actors and dancers and musicians on their like payroll, and they'll make these videos, like they'll make these reels. They'll have comedians, and they'll put them out, and then they'll pay Instagram, and the and the algorithm will like send viewers to those videos you know like a lot of these um there was this one uh you mean like backdoor it sounds like you're talking about like backdoor payments like you mean they're basically no, like, no, no. what do you mean well like for uh, there, there's just been so many different like waves of uh trends on twitter um 
people like Justin Bieber, he was on YouTube, but but th- th- he was on YouTube before Instagram was doing the video thing where he was like totally set up by a studio. He wasn't just a, like a content creator sitting in his basement making videos and like the algorithm like sends people to like the paid for content being put on there. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, no, but that's not. So there's a, there's a unspoken rule that, so there's organic traffic and then there's paid traffic. That's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. But you would never. So on Facebook, right. You can buy, you can paid promote your Instagram posts, for example. Right. But if you paid promote your Instagram uh, post, it doesn't just show up. You're not paying for it to show up just in more people's feeds. It gets turned into an ad and then it'll say like paid, you know, it'll identify itself as an ad, as a promoted ad. Right. And I'm sure it's the same on all these other things. Like you can't just pay YouTube to get you more traffic, at least, at least, uh, not outwardly, you know, you can turn your video into a, into a, pre-roll you know into like a little ad and it'll get it'll get promoted as an ad but you can't just it's not like whoever pays youtube the most money gets the most views that's not like how it works so why then does the algorithm send you to like just random content like isn't the algorithm trying to push you because the algorithm is trying to push you to to content that you don't follow so that you follow more content. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, so their revenue, I mean, is their revenue purely from their advertisers? Yeah. Oh, the yeah, paid for it. ads only. Yeah, that's it. That's the, these things are advertising companies. That's how they make all their money. There's no like backdoor deal where you get, you know, you get, you can pay to get more uh, views. You know, I mean, you can buy views from shady companies but, and stuff you know but you can't buy them from youtube so how does a production company who like has instagram models on instagram make any money if they're not well they can run ads right so they can turn their posts into paid promotions but it's just going to identify it as that right 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 and that gets you more followers because you still get it in the feed you know it still comes in the feed it just looks it just says paid promotion on it right, right. um but what do you mean? How do they make money? I mean, they make money because they post a lot. You know, they gain followers naturally. They probably buy fake followers. Well, Everybody right. buys, every company in the world buys fake followers, by the way. That's like yeah. that's like just table. Yeah, and politicians and stuff, too, too. Like I was reading today, for example. Well, I listened to Mark Zuckerberg give a, a shareholder address. And oh, okay. he well, was fair. saying that, like. Their like intention is to get the algorithm to send people videos like everything's going to video now that's like yeah, what everyone's yeah. doing because yeah, of tiktok, it's TikTok yep, yep so zuckerberg's address to to the shareholders and this this meeting was happening partially because of the economic downturn i was talking about facebook is like bleeding money meta is bleeding money right now yeah uh, meta is not a is not a profitable endeavor so far and it pro- i don't think it ever will be i don't see how it could be but he was talking about like he kept stressing that like having the algorithm send you content that you don't follow and like making you follow more is like what the, what the algorithm is being fine tuned to do. Yeah. So my question to you is like, why, how does that make them money? I understand that like keeping you on 
the app longer exposes you to more paid for content. But like, why? I don't understand why companies pour money into making like a glitzy Instagram page with like either a hot girl model or a comedian or uh, travel, you know, and all that stuff. Like, I, I guess maybe they just see that as its own advertisement like yeah, I, yeah. I really don't understand how people make money if you're not clicking on the instagram account i mean when you're talking about converting things to dollars right how many people really will watch a video on instagram go to the bio click the link in the bio and go to the website and then buy like i could see how it works maybe for like a clothing company where the models are wearing the clothes in the ad but that's like a small percentage of the stuff you get pushed to you well, but the ads themselves convert and work much better than that, right? When you actually run an ad, a paid ad on Facebook or on Instagram, they make it super easy to buy. You know, they make it so you can buy within like a couple clicks. That's their whole goal, right? And so um, companies do it because, yeah, they want to be in people's heads, right? I mean, you've seen that all the Twitter nonsense that brands do. They're always like saying dumb, stupid, like, you know, shit, because they just want to be in people's heads, right? Because that adds, the more times you touch people, the more likely that they're going to buy your stuff. So that's why they put so much effort into it. And then they also use those accounts to run ads. Well, so, you know, like, does that make sense? It makes sense, but it doesn't seem like a way to make a lot of money to me. And let me like, let's bring it back to Elon Musk and Twitter. Like, why is Facebook and Instagram a better way to make money using that model than Twitter? Well, because why is, what do you mean? Like, why do companies spend more on Google and I don't know? I mean, you said Facebook makes money. Instagram makes money from the advertisers, but Twitter doesn't like Twitter, because again, like the way, the way that Instagram works and the way that Facebook works and the way that Google works, it's just, they've basically figured out how to make conversions happen better, right? Than Twitter. Twitter like doesn't convert really well. I, you can, we can both attest to this, right? We've had viral tweets, right? Yeah. But how many people click through to your like website from a viral tweet like very few so right few it's like, that, like yeah, so few. decided to like stop trying to make viral tweets it, it, it's like exactly. not a way to run a blog right. and a podcast it doesn't really Twitter. get you anything no you know it's like whereas so for whatever reason just the way that twitter works people don't really like have you ever clicked on a twitter ad like no, no. it's also many more like men on twitter whereas like Instagram, when you're scrolling and you're selling some cute shirt to like my mom, dude, she sits in bed and just scrolls Instagram and clicks on every ad, buys half of the shit she, you know, she sees when she's scrolling in her feed, where she's not doing that on Twitter, right? So it's like just the nature of how the plat of Twitter, the platform works, it just doesn't lend itself to as valuable advertising. It just isn't monetized as well. Hmm. All right. Well. Listen, okay, so let's bring it back to Elon Musk and Twitter. So so whatever the mechanism is, Twitter doesn't make as much money. And everything I'm reading is saying that uh, Twitter is like much more important as like a political. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah like like a, basically a source of punditry, like pl- Twitter definitely should be thought of more as a news source 
Well, or as a, so that's the, what, what Jack Dorsey has said, and a lot of people have said is that Twitter really is a public resource, you know, it should be treated as like the, like water, you know, or like yeah, it should be. that's not what we yeah. want, obviously. No, I mean, that's right. That's like the worst thing imaginable is having right. rats running Twitter. No, exactly. But uh, it is kind of true that it's not really like a company. Right. Uh, you know, it's like it's it's sort of a different thing. I actually read a book called Hatching Twitter about oh, okay. uh, recently. It was pretty good, uh, like about the founding of Twitter with like Evan Williams and Jack Dorsey. And, you know, Jack Dorsey got kicked out a bunch of times and then came back. And um, even from the very beginning, they never had a plan of like how to really monetize it. Like, well, right. you know, like it was it was always basically something people just use for free. And right. uh, whereas Facebook really like crack that code really well whereas twitter never really did but I, I i still don't see how facebook itself converts ads to money better than twitter does because facebook sucks facebook is the worst interface of all the social media oh uh, because think about who uses facebook it's like boomer women dude and 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 it's like instagram it's just instagram lends itself to buying products so well you know, you get I like mean, a but, clothing but, thing and it's like you just immediately are like, oh, I'll buy this clothing thing. You know, it's just much more. Whereas Twitter, nobody's like, look, Twitter's not an image based platform. So it's like right. you don't even really have an image of your product. Like it's also just so much easier to like I never have clicked on a Twitter ad, whereas I've definitely clicked on Instagram ads for sure. Like if something looks interesting, like I'll actually click it. I, I still, I mean, we're going to, we'll leave it here. Maybe we'll do an episode on it another time, but I still don't see like when you, like there was, there was a time like dude to, to watch Instagram and like Mark Zuckerberg, just the way he operates is just so like reactive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because every time like some other social media trend takes off and like makes money, yeah. all of a sudden Instagram, yeah. Instagram is that thing. Right. Yeah. And exactly. I remember when uh, OnlyFans like went public and and like <laughs> blew up, like every single thing on Instagram was like a scantily clad woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and every yeah. single thing it, they were like trying to like be like the. Uh, it was like when Maxim magazine came out, and it was yeah. like you could get Playboy or Penthouse, or you could buy Maxim where the woman was fully clothed and clothed yeah. and like. But then that went away. They stopped doing that, and then now TikTok is making all the money. And so well, like, TikTok doesn't convert well very well either, but that's a whole different but it's thing, extremely you know? popular though. The video right. TikTok is very popular, but I don't think I, I don't know what the spend is on TikTok, but yeah, they just I, I they haven't I don't think cracked that nut e either. You know, I, I don't think people spend a lot of money brand. But my point though is that Mark Zuckerberg, I just listened to uh his address to the shareholders from July and like he's like trying to turn it into TikTok. He's just trying yeah. to like everything's Short going to video, video now. And yeah, there was yeah. just an article in the New York Times saying that like artists, you know, visual artists who do, you know, static imagery like photography and drawing and painting are leaving Instagram because like the algorithm just like totally ignores them now because it's all going to video. Yeah, dude. So I use TikTok a lot. Uh, I I'm getting like hundreds of thousands of views on there. Literally. Yeah, it's it's weird yeah, though. I've it, I've read though that their algorithm is like wonky as fuck, and that it's so weird. Like, dude. It's like a, a it's like a Chinese guy in a like room just deciding like what who who goes like I swear to God, there's no they turn it on. It's so weird. Like the way the TikTok works is it's like if they like it, they'll turn it on for like an hour, 
Yeah. And you'll get like a 10,000 views right. in an hour right. and then they'll just shut it off. That's and it's it, like, you know, it's like, is somebody, it feels like somebody's like doing the, you know, like, like that, uh, moving the levers. But what they really, the other people have said that it's like, well, there's just certain things like, if if your engagement rate dips below a certain level, then it sh like the faucet shuts off of views. Um, but I actually don't believe that because I've had really high engagement before and it doesn't like launch. And then I've had low engagement and it like it's just I look at my phone. It's like a hundred thousand views just occurred on TikTok. It's right. really weird. It's like yeah, it, but you know what? Twitter's like that too, though, dude. Yeah. Yeah, because I'll I'll go like eight weeks of getting like a yeah. hundred likes, and then I'll go three weeks where I'll get two tweets a day, over a thousand. Yeah, and then all yeah, of a sudden yeah, I'll yeah. go back to like fifteen likes. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so, weird. These algorithms are very strange, man. And it's it, it's like I don't. Yeah. Well, all I these okay, so all these guys are paying attention to each other, and they're feeding off each other, and they're trying to like you know use each other to make themselves bigger and like cash in on each other's market and i think what's happening a lot of a lot of what's happening is these guys are trying to because amazon has the market cornered on you know buying things on the internet like literally anything you want and having it show up like online shopping they they just own it they they yeah. own online shopping period yeah. yeah whereas you know google Google's a search engine that helps you find things near you. Whereas Amazon, you're buying it from Amazon. And I yeah. think part of what Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are doing is trying to like tap into that market because one of the ways uh, Zuckerberg talks about how the metaverse is going to work is that you're going to be able to like buy and sell products, both like software and real products on the metaverse. Um, as like a like an online marketplace, a virtual marketplace, which to me sounds like he's trying to to, to cash in on like the Amazon market. And then Musk, yeah, this whole X thing. Did you, did you read about this X thing yeah. that he's trying to do? He's trying to make yeah. like Twitter X. Like it's yeah. trying to be like an everything app that includes online shopping. Yeah, it was trying to be WeChat. So do you know what WeChat is? Oh, yeah. It's like a Chinese uh, yeah. like uh yeah uh whatsapp or something right but yeah. you can also so you can like text each other like a yeah, like so a whatsapp text yeah and like wechat is like china's everything like you can do everything on wechat it's like literally yeah you can order food you yeah. can order products yeah. delivered to your house you can order food it's like grubhub plus and it's Amazon, social your friends plus WhatsApp, are on there plus yeah, facebook yeah, exactly. all in it's one shot and i think that that's what you know, I think Musk, I don't know why he said that, but I guess that's just something that he's thinking about, you know, that he wants to create that. I have to see it as trying to move in on Amazon's market. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are trying to do that. You know, Shopify is trying to get in on Amazon's market because you're right. I mean, it's totally they have it just completely locked down. You know, that's yeah, they they own it and it works incredibly well. I've, I've thought a lot about like who, as you said earlier, like. Uh, Zuckerberg is really not a genius. No, you know? he's, he's kind very of reactive. Yeah, he's got kind of, Yeah, he, he's like a, obviously he's a good businessman, but he never really has had an original idea in his entire life. You know, even Facebook wasn't original. You know, I mean, he likes to pretend that it is, and and all this stuff with metaverse also feels like 
it's phony you it's know? a joke it's a complete yeah. joke and he's bleeding money i mean yeah he just right. fucking announced today that he's gonna lose money on it for 10 to 15 years who the fuck does that like yeah. nobody does that so so that leads me to another one of my like big like points like we have to decide how we like the proverbial we have to decide like how we want to view these moves so metaverse looks to me like it's just a rich guy with a lot of money that he can just flush down the toilet on like anything he wants but his like company is so fucking bloated and the market is so like just fucked up right now with like identity politics and wokeness that like nobody can get anything done and he's like hired 10,000 people and said he was going to hire 10,000 more but now he's actually on a hiring freeze and he's like laying people off and there's like all sorts of like privacy concerns and 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 identity political concerns that like I don't know if this is bullshit or not, but they're saying that those things are like tying them up and like stymieing their progress with this product. It could just be an excuse. But whatever it is, like excuse or not, like the climate right now, coupled with like just being like a super bloated company and, and a guy who's got money to burn, it just seems like this is just like, you know, pissing in the wind really is what metaverse is. I mean, the, the, the ask that metaverse is trying to have on the consumer is like, not only are they asking you to spend like a gamer level amount of time online, which is like all of your time, like 12, 24, right. or 72 yeah, hours. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to ask you to do that with a significant downgrade in the graphics of yeah. like your experience, which right. is just absurd. This was okay. So you want to know what happened with the metaverse? I'll tell you what it is. So uh, Zuckerberg is a guy who clearly cares about like the morality of what he's doing, right? And he, you know, he I think is a, actually a free speech. He's probably pretty based, Zuckerberg. Like yeah, I you think, know, like, I think he got turned into the government's bitch. He's just yeah, a, yeah. He rolled he's over. kind of a bitch. He's kind of a bitch. Yeah, exactly. But I think he cares a lot about like why he's doing this, right? Because because. Uh, Okay, so at a certain point, nobody really understood what Facebook was. The movie came out about him. They painted him bad. He was kind of turning into a public enemy. Then he hired uh, a, mar a branding agency who does like what my branding agency does. Well, it's the exact same thing. I actually walked through this with my clients. And what a branding agency does for a successful company is it tells you like what your company is about. It's called a single-minded message, right? So your single-minded message is like, if you boil down what your do company does to one thing, one, the most basic thing that your company does, what is that thing, right? And then once you get your single-minded message, all of your marketing, all of your communications, all of your advertising, all, everything you do is communicating, going back to that one, like purpose to exist, right? So it was very obvious. I don't know who did this, but it was very obvious that some branding agency, you know, was probably hired, paid, you know, $10 million by Facebook at some point. And they gave them their SMM. And what their SMM is, what the SMM of Facebook is, is human connection, right? Is every, so look at the new meta logo, right? It's like a connection symbol. Their, their conference is called Connect, Everything they do is called somehow connection. You look at Google, Mark Zuckerberg, human connection. It's every interview he gives. He goes, you know what we really do is human connection. That's what we do. So he's been telling this story forever, right? Of, of 
the most fucked up one is if you Google Google Cheryl Sandberg human connection, when her husband died, they asked her like, how did you get through this terrible time? And she even said, oh, the power of human connection is how I got through this time. You know, Zuckerberg was out there saying, I want a monopoly on human connection. So I think uh, what the metaverse is, is like, you know, the Facebook needs to stand for something besides just selling ads and tracking you, right? I mean, it's like, Facebook's just like, it's so bad that they just sell ads and track you, right? You know? And so in order to take attention away from that, Zuckerberg was like, well, what we do is make human connection possible. So let's create the metaverse. Let me spend, like blow all this money on the metaverse because that can be like what Facebook is about. That can be like our purpose to exist is to create more human connection, which is hilarious because actually what has Facebook really done is made us way less connected. Well, you know? that's probably why they're, they're you know, right, yeah. going so hard on that message is because right. it's like the opposite of what they're actually doing. It's, it's the total opposite of what they yeah. actually are. And that's also hilarious because that's exactly what the metaverse is. The metaverse is like actually the worst, shittiest, most horrible form of human connection. Right. And, and no and one it, wants it. You know, it's like, get this shit away from me. It looks to me like they were like, oh, look, the pandemic happened and lockdowns are happening. Like, everyone's inside now we can like make this virtual thing that everyone's going to use and then the lockdowns end and they're like stuck with this shitty product yeah but yeah but um so i wonder though like how should we view the musk uh buying of twitter is it is it a vanity thing where he's pissing money away um because yeah, like he, why did he do this? He, yeah. So why did he do this? So the three ways I look at it are he's trying to get in on politics. He wants uh, a, a huge forum where he can reach and his people can reach like the most amount of people and they can like put their views out there and like sway people because if he takes off the fetters of like the woke identity politic fetters that are like right now, like s totally stifling. Yeah. Twitter, yeah then more libertarian like right-wing guys can like have like free-for-all right yeah to push their messages and he can also like aggrandize himself and he can he can promote his own politicians that's spending a lot of money to do that but he has the money so that's number one and then there's the the idea of like just turning the x app into a wechat that is trying to like market uh get in on the amazon market yeah so it could be purely financial. And then uh, the other thing is it could just be a, a, a poorly thought out metaverse type endeavor that isn't really going to go anywhere, do anything for him. He's just going to keep losing money on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't yeah. think it's that, but I think that needs to be in the differential. Um, I have been talking, uh, tweeting and talking on my podcast as if it's purely a political move and other people you know, some of the tech people, lawyer people I talk to say the same thing that this he's not going to make money off this. He knows he's not going to make money off this. He would never buy this and overvalue it because he thinks he's going to make his money back. He's he's got bigger, grander plans, uh, which are probably political. And like yeah. this is part of what will help him like actualize those plans. So that's what I want to spend the rest of the show talking about. Um well, and are we sort of headed to uh, Red Caesar conversation a little bit? <laughs> well, sort of. I mean, I mean, sort of. Yeah. I mean, I could really take this and say that, like, 
you know, Elon Musk was like prophesized to be like the 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 god yeah. emperor of America. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, you know, I wonder too, like, what do the people want? Like, what do people think about Elon Musk? Because I actually think he's like perfect. He's like the perfect yeah. figure to well, do. I you think, agree with uh, that? Well, I think certainly the monarchist Curtis Yarvin argument to all of this. He's the perfect guy, right? He's the perfect he's guy. Like, he's like a tech. He's like a tech guy he has obviously operated large groups of people very successfully um yeah i mean i think he is kind of the perfect guy the question is though it's like you know we have this huge issue which is that all and we've talked about this before all of these you know our leaders are merchants which is ridiculous it's like it, like like Bezos I think is the most underrated genius like of our time. Like I think Bezos is jobs level genius, right? Like his he's always ahead of the curve. It, he always I was, I didn't mean to stop you. I was just going to say he's kind of outperforming these guys in a lot of ways. Although it's kind of odd to say cuz Musk is the richest man in the world, but in a way Bezos seems more solid. Way solid, way yeah, more solid. Yeah. Like Musk, Musk is like an impresario, like showman, you know? And Teal says that about him in his book. He's he's more of like a sales guy, you know? He's not really a genius. And that's actually why what makes him better as a politician, I think. Whereas a guy like Bezos, Bezos is just an absolute fucking genius. You know, think about it. AWS, way ahead of the curve. Amazon Prime, way ahead of the curve in every single way. Everything he does is like, fucking genius level uh business decision but bezos has no business running the country you know like that he's just not the right guy for that really whereas musk is more of a political seeming figure you know he he and he clearly has more of an interest in it i don't think bezos that's has what any i was gonna say in, like, yes you took the word out of my mouth yeah um yeah so um so yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think that Musk could make a good Red Caesar. Wait, just for people to understand, Red Caesar is this idea that we're going to have a not a coup, but a takeover of a singular monarch type of person because everything's just such a total disaster. Um, and people like Curtis Yarvin make the argument for a monarchist. Uh, in couching it in the perfect monarchist is basically a tech leader is a tech CEO because they know how to allocate resources. It's all about resource allocation. Who do you give money to? How do you operate um, your systems? And these guys uh, are examples of people who operate their systems really, really well. So when we're talking about Red Caesar, we're saying that uh, is is musk in buying twitter is he kind of gaining political power in such a way that he's aligning himself to you know almost quite literally take over the country um i personally don't think that that's gonna happen but uh i personally don't think that's gonna happen um but there are thinkers like this great guy who was just on oren mcintyre's podcast charles haywood um, he has an article called On the Future Ascent of a Caesar. And this whole notion of Caesarism is seeming to kind of gain traction. And I think it's gaining traction because uh, so many people want out. You know, people do not like the system. They want every smart person I know is is a, some variation of let's create a new society. And this is uh, 
an example of that just because things are so obviously broken. And he believes that um, there is a red Caesar coming. Uh, Michael Anton has also written about this. Um, but he asks, but is Caesar, Michael Anton's red Caesar, merely a coping mechanism for the right, a fantasy meant to replace the dead hope of a restored American founding? So all these ideas are culminating together in thinking that, hey, maybe essentially what we're saying here is maybe Musk will be the Caesar of America in in uh, in short form. Do I actually think this is going to happen? Fuck no, not at all. But uh, others certainly disagree with me on that. So I love that you just read that line. That line, Charles Haywood has become like one of my top favorite go to Internet bloggers, political commentators. And that line was like written for me, I feel like, because that's, that's <laughs> the exact yeah. sort of analysis I take, I, I apply to myself, to my own thought. You know what I'm saying? Because it's really easy for me to just go off on like the Musk is the next Caesar thing, right? Because, and I just have to wonder, like, am I just like playing pretend in my head and like real life is like way more boring than that? But like, when you look at what's going on right now, we we are certainly entering into like a a new sort of unprecedented oligarchic phase in American in American history and and people have been saying that for a while like people have been saying for like maybe 10 years that these tech guys are like the next generation of oligarchs and it's pretty much bill gates elon musk it's everybody we've been talking about um jeff bezos and uh, mark zuckerberg are pretty much the big guys. I mean, Google's in there too, but there's not like a figurehead like. Yeah, like, those guys are are very quiet for some reason. I, I don't even think they're involved anymore, right? Larry and Sergey, who even knows what they're doing? Yeah, they they've got some weird thing going on. And then there's Robert Mercer, actually, who isn't talked about that much either. Uh, and I don't think we should talk about him just because it will take us too far afield. But he's like deep up in this stuff. I mean, he he he. In my opinion. Cambridge Analytica really did win Trump the election. A, a lot of people on the right take issue with that, and I, I don't know why don't for sure. That. I don't believe that for a second, man. Trump was going to happen, Cambridge Analytica or no Cambridge Analytica, man. It was He was always going to win. And all this, it's just cope, man. It's fucking libtard shit. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that's the. Oh, right, it was a, it was a secret tracking mechanism. No, no, no. It. But, but somewhere, like, no, you, somewhere. You fucking suck. That's what, I, well, that's why it happened. But they're the ones who told him to like campaign super hard in places like Wisconsin and, and, and flipped. Yeah, well, did they tell? So I actually never heard that that was Cambridge Analytica that did that. But dude, you, you didn't even need to, man. I, I, as I've said before, I traveled the Rust Belt in like 2015, right before Trump, and uh, I for Vice, the thing that never got published, big surprise, and traveling throughout those cities, man, it was just so obvious that there was going to be a massive fucking backlash to what had occurred because, right, right, and you know, it's the fault of the stupid, failing, fake media that they didn't cover what happened, right, but. It, you go to these Midwestern towns, it looks like Syria. It looks like they've been bombed because it's just, they're rotting. In, in Pittsburgh, in the 70s, there was 80 steel mills. Now there is zero. 
Yes. <laughs> you know, like I think about that. Well, that's all entire way of life just wiped off the map, you know? And like right. obviously there was always going to be a massive backlash. Well, look, that's why I say the frogs too. These frogs are like, oh, we memed him into existence. I was like, you guys did not do no offense, frogs. I love you, as you know. I'm not trying to be mean here, but you didn't have anything to do with it. These these guys were way far ahead. Trump was it it was not the frogs that made Trump okay. happen. We I all agree know with them, you right? there. I agree with you there. But whether or not Cambridge Analytica and Mercer actually did it, they still put lots of money into it. Like yeah. he was behind Trump. Like, and and the argument I'm making, whether he won it for them or not, the argument I'm making here is that like these guys are are putting themselves in politics like in a big big way, and that yeah. like. These politicians are putting forward, and this 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 article I wrote um, is the regime weak. I mean, the thesis. Yeah, the, I read it. I read it. It was good. Yeah, the like thesis it. of the article is like LinkedIn uh, revolver. Yeah, revolver news. Revolver. Yeah, which I'm pretty psyched about. I hope I hope a lot of people read it. Have you looked um, at the traffic? Yeah, it's pretty high. They got me. They got me a lot of traffic, so it was good. No, it was good. good. I I like revolver news. I'd be. No, I, I do too. I hope they keep linking to me. Yeah, yeah. Elon no, Musk. They Elon Musk link- reads them. No, dude, they linked my Montana piece. That's how. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I knew that actually. Yeah, that's how I got so much traffic. Was they put it at the top? Yeah, this yeah. is that should be dissident writers out there. Your goal should be to get on the top of Revolver News. I'm telling you, it's the best thing you can do. And they link to they link to Substack. They do it. So. Yeah, they. they I don't want to turn into a Substack commercial, but I've been like very closely looking at uh, the numbers of traffic, like where the traffic's coming from. Yeah, and Substack does a really good job of promoting their writers, like a really good job of promoting their writers and yeah. their podcasters. But that's not yeah. Look, there's a Substack thing up here right now. Jordan Stachtel, why Zelensky's World War Three Gambit will fail? Yeah, it's is, like is that it's on Revolver? Sick, dude. That's so sick. That fucking Revolver like links to Substack all the time. It's just so dope. Thank you, the Revolver. You're awesome. It's just great to see this. A Darren Beatty, uh, I should probably, I should, I don't know how I could get, I don't even know if I could like hold a conversation with him actually, but uh, he, he's, he's, he's based because he's just super smart, but he's, uh, he's one of the most based people out there right now. And uh, the point I'm trying to make though, is that, oh, and the reason I brought my article up, the thesis of my article is like, I don't think the regime is weak. I think the regime is super strong. And I think the way they react to this Twitter deal is going to like show how weak or strong they are because i think they're probably i don't yeah i I said in the article i wish i didn't say this actually i said that they might try to stop the deal from happening i don't think they're going to do that at all i think the deal is going to go through without a hitch but i do think they're going to try to neutralize twitter somehow and 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 i don't know how they can do it like legally or without like some sort of heavy-handed like unprecedented move because they aren't fucking stupid like they know like it's it should be obvious to everyone that the deep state has mobilized themselves in response to trump to never let that happen again yeah yeah and they have already taken extremely drastic measures the most drastic measures actually uh, in the history of america not during wartime yeah no i do agree and it'll be funny to see what they do you know they've already taken massive steps yeah so so they're going to i mean we're also not gonna let they're not gonna let this turn back into 2016 they're not going to allow twitter to turn into this like 
hub of 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 just free speech. They they have spent all of their time year in and year out shutting down 8chan, shutting down 4chan, hauling yeah. Zuckerberg and Google and Jack Dorsey yeah, and all yeah. them in front of Congress. And like as soon as they get hauled in front of Congress, all of a sudden, like everything changes on those platforms. You know, they basically yeah. fucking control all like the big social media companies. Yeah. Yeah. And now no, all of a sudden it, it's out of their hands. And one of the reasons why I was saying Musk is like, yeah, I'm per- sure they have some plan for it. It'll be something. I mean, it is a little bit even surprising that Twitter itself sued to be bought. And that's in a, a rare instance of capitalism still being able to save us. Right. Yeah, because, because that's the shareholders. The stake of the shareholders. Right. Exactly. exactly. And so that it was good that that happened. Um no, you're right. They're plotting something. You know, they're they're gonna do something. I mean, what did they do with 4chan? They basically just flooded it with garbage. You know, so maybe that's what they'll do. They'll yeah, but 8chan, though, dude. 8chan, they fucking, dude. Okay, so any any paid subscriber to my Substack saw my uh, Alex Jones was right about everything question mark article, and I it was the night that you came on my show. I had to restart my computer because I was having a mic problem, and it fucking deleted like thousands of words from from that essay because I hadn't saved yeah. it yet. And part of what it deleted was me like chronicling what happened to 8chan. And oh. 8chan was like the heavy hand of the government, like the f- iron fist came down on them like no other. You know what really? I'm saying? Like, well, cause, yeah. cause they were responsible for what? Well, it's a long story. It's a long story. But the government basically made the argument that they were responsible for a string of racist shootings. One was the biggest one was the Christchurch shooting. But but the New Zealand government, this was like the whole fucking thing that I argued in that essay, like the New Zealand government did like an investigation into it. And they they came to the conclusion that the shooter was radicalized on YouTube. But before that essay came out. Because he posted on 8chan, the, the story in America was that like 8chan radicalized him. So he was uh, Brendan guy, Tarrant. We're talking about Brendan Tarrant, right? Yeah, but the he was the shooter. But the guy who yeah. ran 8chan was like because the government like started this like uh, this like uh, investigation into white supremacy, and yeah. um, and um, they were caught. They were hauling the owners. In front of Congress, like they subpoenaed the fucking owner, the 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 people who the hosting site dropped 8chan and they went yeah, off the internet and they were off the internet yeah. for like half a year. And when they finally got picked up, they were picked up by a fucking Russian, a Russian uh, hosting site. Right. So it then came out that the guy was radicalized by YouTube and like 8chan like wasn't even involved. And my argument in the fucking piece that got lost which i spent like a hundred hours on is that the reason they were doing that to them is because q was posting on 8chan like my research i don't think q was an op i think q was real i think q was just like some trump trump fans doing their thing and it caught like wildfire and it turned into this basically like donald trump religion and wait, wait, wait 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 so you actually believe in q isn't I don't it, think the like things I, I don't think the things Q was saying were true in the sense that like Trump was like the Messiah and that Trump was like hired by the military to like take over the deep state and clean the swamp. I think all that was bullshit. But but Q was getting 
Trump's base like extremely fervently like radically behind okay. Trump yeah. and turning yeah. him yeah. into yeah. like a cult leader. Yeah. And right. that mm -hmm. is what the deep state had a problem with. And I that see. I think okay. is why okay. they targeted yeah. 8chan and and basically yeah. took them down because the 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 official word that like the the hosting site was that they they just saw the writing on the wall. That, yeah. Yeah. So they dropped 8chan before anything legal happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right about that. I think that that's a great call. And it, that's probably exactly what was happening. And I think it goes more to show exactly what you're saying, that somebody in this power structure, somebody at, you know, some somebody at BlackRock met with Klaus Schwab. And they, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm obviously kidding, but I'm, I, you know, the word came down on high that they're not going to let Trump back in. You know, yeah, that, that is their absolute biggest fear, which is actually funny because I think they're, that's actually so good for us because DeSantis is a bigger threat than Trump, actually. I, I, well, I, 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 I many people disagree with me on this, but, but, um, that's a tough, that's a tough call. And we do not have time to get into it. Let's, let's, let's do another episode about that. But, no, no, no. All but good. right All now, the, 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 the Trump supporting line on DeSantis is that he's the deep state slash neocon yeah, guy right. that the GOP likes. Yeah, um, I don't buy it for a second. No, I think it's but, bullshit too. But I also yeah. think Trump is fucking. I think Trump has just been playing everything totally wrong. I think he's probably squandering his like. He he should be putting way more. At, he, he. This is how I see DeSantis. Okay, uh, I want you to to refute me or support me here. I think DeSantis is probably his own man, who was running Florida in the way he saw fit, and that yeah. because of the way things are going nationally. Everyone is scrambling for him. The The GOP wants to take him under their wing and turn him into yeah. one of their guys. And Trump mm -hmm. should, in my opinion, Trump should be whining and dining DeSantis nonstop. And basically, he should be trying to turn him into his protege if he needs a protege. And then mm -hmm. he should turn him into his heir. If if he gets new, if Trump gets neutralized somehow, he the best thing for America is if Trump has somebody to pass the torch to and to say, like, this is the guy. If you like me, yeah. now they took me here's out. My, here's my guy. Yeah, here's yeah. my guy. And I don't think he's he's really going after DeSantis enough to make him that. And no, no, because he he can't. Trump is just like incapable of doing something like that. I think you know. Apparently, like, apparently. Yeah, uh, I, I do not uh, like. Look, I hope it's Trump. I I hope he gets in. I would prefer like. It depends, right? Do you want who can actually execute the purge of the bureaucrats, right? I mean, that's what we're talking about with Red Caesar a lot. Our boy, uh, you know, Charles Haywood talks about this same thing. Everybody wants the same thing. We need somebody to get back in there who is ready to purge the the at what we call the deep state, which is not a conspiracy. Just, I, I literally know members of the deep state personally. They're just bureaucrats or government bureaucrats and they are unfortunately many of them are just utterly rotten and corrupt to just the worst possible degree completely now, hopeless they are completely hopeless yeah so we need to get those people out right we need to get the woke ideologues out of there like no matter what you know like that that's the number one project is you anybody who's out the, the, the man dressed up as a woman who is the you know secretary of health who is telling you to give your child children hormones 
those people have to go. Like we just he, gotta he, get he's to, an and, admiral. And he, you know, he's a yeah. Grand admiral. You have a man dressed up as a woman who's like, I'm the <laughs> secretary of health. I'm the admiral. And everyone of health. knows it. And so all we need is who's ever gonna get that done, right? Is Trump. I think this version of Trump, if he gets back in there, he'll be ready to cross the Rubicon this time. He wasn't last time. This time he'll be ready, right? So that version of Trump, Rubicon crossing Trump is good. But Trump is so much worse an operator than DeSantis. Like DeSantis knows how to like, he's got the Florida guard coming. You know, he went to law school. Like he knows how to pull these levers. Whereas Trump is just like, he doesn't really know what he's doing enough to like get this done. And he keeps firing everybody that comes around him. So it's like, He's also taking terrible this. advice from, I think it's Kushner, like letting John Bolton in there and stuff like that. I think it was. Yeah, I just don't want another like Twitter circus four years where nothing actually happens. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just don't want that to happen. So if if, you know, if DeSantis is the answer to that, then great. Well, know? one of the reasons I dislike the, the Twitter discourse about this is because we're not in a position right now where Trump and DeSantis are against each other. Yeah, and- right. A lot of people get angry because if you say anything good about DeSantis, they think it's like DeSantis versus Trump and you're choosing DeSantis. Like, no, yeah, yeah, that's not Which what we I'm don't doing. have to choose. Yeah, yeah, I we definitely don't have to. Choose. Probably the best politician I've ever seen in my entire life is Blake Masters. And so I've actually still like not actually seen any. I saw like one clip of him. That's it. I know he you know, I know who he is, but yeah. Why do you like him so much? Because he's he's pretty much got everything. The one thing about him that he's missing, though, is he's wishing like he's missing like the flair. Like Trump has like yeah. flair and spades, and DeSantis kind of has. He's got enough of it, but uh, he's got a little a little more. That yeah. Whereas Masters just seems like kind of a nerd. He's got he, kind he's of like very he's very nerd. like like restrained. He's very yeah, restrained. Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah. I don't remember who I was saying this to. It might have been you, but like if we could get like a grab him by the pussy, Blake Masters, we would have our fucking guy. <laughs> like, well, you know what coming, I'm saying? Like, bro, we are just getting started. This is why I'm actually. Well, that, this yes, is why I, I'm, I, I don't buy Red Caesar. I, I don't buy any of this stuff because we're we're acting as if it's like people have such a short memory. They don't remember that like. 10 years ago, none of the issues that we're talking about were issues. Like nobody understood what had happened. Trump woke everyone up to what the new paradigm was in the world, right? Bolsonaro followed Trump. We got this good woman in Italy, you know, uh, yeah, dude, all of this is brand new, man. Like the battle lines are brand new. People are just now understanding what globalism even is. I mean, you know, Alex Jones has been talking about it forever, but most average people don't even know this stuff. So it just took a really long time for others to wake up to it. And now that they are woken up to it, we got all kinds of good guys. We got Masters, we got DeSantis, we got Trump. You know, we're, we're, we're doing fine. And, we're, and there's going to be only more of these guys coming. You know, there's well, wheelchair, I, I, wheelchair dude. <laughs> who didn't win because he he's, had some gay he's, stuff he's done he's gone is he done because he did gay touching yeah, he's gone thing. he's totally gone yeah, okay well but I don't know. but you know i was i was for a little while i was very like musk is caesar like the, he's the chosen one i even had like the prophecy worked out like uh my boy arc thumos who is uh he's going to be breaking out real soon so remember that name arc thumos he made a yeah dope edit of uh 
Elon Musk and the rocket program, like basically Elon Musk is like the last bastion of the Faustian spirit of the West, like his whole like space program thing. And this goes back to yeah. what I was saying about like, how do you want to view his, his, his purchase of Twitter? Do you want to see it as this like spoiled rich kid, like playing with toys, who's got money to throw around and to like flush down the toilet? No. Which is how I, I used to no. see SpaceX. I used to see yeah. SpaceX as like, oh, he's just blowing up rockets because he's got more money than he knows what to do with. But yeah. at this point, man, he has like towed the line for so long that like he wants to like colonize Mars and like mine asteroids for minerals and shit that like I'm starting to believe him. So like when you have it, what I was trying to say about the oligarchs before, by the way, is that like you have two types of oligarchs. You have the type of oligarch like Bill Gates, who's actually probably the most effective as an oligarch of all of these guys, because yeah. because there's two there's two ways to be an oligarch. There's there's the first way, which is what Bill Gates is, where you like use your money and influence and like your ability to sway politics to get the government to give you good business deals to make mm -hmm. you a lot more money. So like for the best example, the earliest thing I've heard about him doing was getting contracts to put Dell laptops in like every school in the country. Right. Yeah. He like got the government contract for that. That's like what government corruption literally is. Yeah. It's like yeah. giving contracts to your donors. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So like Amazon, right. Uh, uh, Bezos will get like uh, a tax free, you know, warehouse built yeah. in some fucking poor town, right? Yeah, right. But then you have the other type of oligarch, like perhaps Elon Musk, who wants to actually sway politics and like be like the political leader himself. Yeah, right. yeah You know yeah. what I mean? It's a totally different aspiration. And that's what the difference between Caesar and the other people in the triumvirate were. You know, mm, like yeah. Sola, I think uh, Yarvin made this point on my show that like the whole thing about Sola is like he cared a lot about himself. Like he wanted to to do all those things because that's what he was good at. He was good at being a military conqueror. So it was like all self-aggrandizement. And then when he was done, he was like, OK, Rome, like here's the consulship back. Like you can have it. Whereas like Caesar, especially Augustus. Julius and Augustus like it was like no like I'm conquering Gaul so that I could be consul for life you know what I'm saying like those are two different things um and I it looks to me in a big way that Musk is like much more and just look at the things he says like why would he say that you know what I mean say Basically, what well for example uh one of the things so first of all he's just he's throwing his hat into politics like in a big way. He's tweeting about the Thailand, uh, excuse me, the um, uh, Taiwan situation. Yeah. In, in Shanghai. He's tweeting about uh, Ukraine and fucking Zelensky like quote tweeted him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know what I'm I saying? But, yeah. but the thing I wanted to bring up and then I'll let you come in is uh, a tweet he made a while ago because what a Caesar really has to be, I think, I think maybe when this is all said and done, we'll look back and like one of the problems with Trump is that he was so far right that he's really only going to to capture like a certain like demographic of the country. Whereas, you know, Yarvin always says like the monarch or the Caesar, like 
they rule like the middle. They rule like the most people. And they rule the apolitical people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and Musk tweeted one time that like what he cares about is getting the wide the widest margins in the center and mm. the fringes to the far left and the far right are probably always going to be mad at him. And he just has to be OK with that. He just has to let them be mad at him. Yeah, that is exactly what you need in a monarch. You need a monarch who takes like the center left, the center right, and then the apolitical in the middle. And that's like directly what he's saying he wants to be. But we're not going to get a monarch, man. It's not going to happen. This no, is no, all- no, 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 no. And I say this like, in my where, article. Like, where, where, where is this monarch? What, we're going to rewrite the no, rules no, of no, America? No. Like, I mean, is that going to happen anytime soon? I don't see it happening. I mean, I think our best hope and what probably will happen is, you know, even if we're using, even doesn't Yarvin, I mean, look, I don't follow Yarvin enough to know, but when I've heard him talk about this, He's not suggesting literally an actual monarch. He's basically just saying, let somebody like Musk be president, return all the power that's been lost to, you know, the the power of the seat of the president is at an all-time low, right? So let's get back to FDR-level power. Where the where the president is basically running the company, the, the country, allocating resources like a company, right? So let's just run America. Let one of these Musk type people get in there and run America like a company. Get all the power centralized back but in that. You have to do illegal. You have to act illegally to do that, though. I don't think you do. Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. Why? Why? Because what, we have why? checks and balances here. Like, so yeah, but, but FDR but, didn't act illegally. I mean, it's there's all kinds of ways to use administrative law. There's there's so many ways that somebody with a bunch of really smart people, really smart lawyers in there, could uh, operate the levers of power. Especially if you end up firing all these bureaucrats and replacing them with with base people. You know, I I think uh, there's this whole question that you're bringing up of oh, there's no counter elite, so it's like it's not possible to have a Caesar. Well, a Caesar Charles Haywood brought that up. Yeah, right. But I don't think that that's really true, man. I mean, I think which parts uh, are true. Which parts? I, look, I think that most of the people that are, as as uh, Teal said in his speech, it this is like Wahhabism, right? You have twenty percent of people who actually believe this woke bullshit. Then you have eighty percent of people who are just kind of on the gravy train. They're going to go with, as you're saying, they're going to go. They're in the center. They're going to go with whoever the wind blows. You know, uh, actually. What's his name has a great uh, the guy who we're, we're talking about has a great quote about this. Um, uh, Haywood force follows public opinion. Right. Yeah. And so it's like as soon as uh, people people are just going to forget um, that they were these ideologues. Yes, and I agree. It, it, it's, it's not I agree. stuck in there, you know, and, and once uh, we can actually get somebody in the seat of the president. I don't agree, though, that illegal stuff has to happen. I don't I mean, like when you're at that level, also, there is no law is kind of what you make it almost at that level. Right. There's always an exception. There's always an illegal argument to be made. You know, when's the last time Congress declared war? Right. Let me let me just throw throw something at you here. Um, This is a real thing that that supposedly happened. I think it was massively retconned by like the New York Times and the politicians. And they changed the story a little bit, but. When there was the Black Lives Matter protests and uh, in uh, Washington D.C., Donald Trump like literally said to his people like send the troops out there, do whatever it takes to get them off the streets, like take them out. 
and uh, General Milley, I think you pronounce his name, yeah, Milley, or right. Miley. Miley, uh, yeah. that guy. Yeah, the, uh, he has this whole thing where he supposedly like wrote a letter of resignation where he said, like, this goes against the Constitution, blah, 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 blah. So nothing, nothing really ended up happening. So let's say this situation repeats itself. Right. And you have you have Trump who was there and he said, send the troops on the street, go cra crack some skulls, get them off the street. And the, and the military says no. OK. What if he then turns to someone else who, who's below the commander and says, yeah, hey, like you're hey, loyal yeah, to me, not, aren't you? Why right, don't right. you take your people out? Don't worry. I won't let anything bad happen to you. Yeah. Go go crack some skulls. And then they go crack some skulls. Well, all of a sudden, they've just subverted like the general, like the top general or whatever. Sure, sure. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, the executive is in a position where they try to take him to task and hold him accountable for doing that. And he has to either like take the heat or just tell him like, you can send your people to try to arrest me or or depose me or whatever it is, you know, and they could just escalate from there. And you can you can you can look at this like any which way you want to slice it. So if you have a right wing person in the presidency trying to throw his weight around and and Congress and Senate isn't going for it and he's yeah. going to just do it anyway. And yeah. then they try to hold him accountable for it. Sure. Like, then we could get to a situation of a real revolution. Yes. And I, love, I, I think that that could happen. I, that I could see what you're talking about, your scenario happening for sure. And I could see Trump and definitely DeSantis being ready to cross the Rubicon if they do that, right? Well, Especially Trump, had, this Trump, time Trump lost his opportunity, man. I feel like he lost his opportunity to do that. Yeah. Well, well I mean, ready. but but you're also you're not really talking about something that's illegal because at that at that level you're talking about it's not even law anymore. I mean you're talking about like a different level of thing. Like I, I the, the president himself can't really I mean, he, he he could commit treason if he was like working for Russia, but it's like, it's hard. You can't really like in trying to get your orders followed as the executive of the, of the branch, right? I'm, I'm sorry, as the commander of the forces, you're not going to be the one breaking the law. The person breaking the law is going to be the guy who's not carrying out your orders, right? So- But if he has all of Congress and the Senate and the Supreme Court behind him, where does that leave the president? You know what I mean? Yeah, but it, I mean, you're right. So I could see in that instance, uh, actual revolution war type thing. happening. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, dude, the thing is, is they, they say that like by the time FDR started throwing his weight around, like he had already filled all like the mid levels of government with like actual fucking communists, like yeah, actual yeah. communists. So like yeah. he had all branches of government on his side. Right. Mm -hmm. Augustus Caesar, like when Augustus Caesar came into power, like there were all these factions like sitting there in the halls of power who had just murdered Julius Caesar, who had just gone to war, you know, against Julius Caesar. And he walked in to the Senate under guard with the Praetorian Guard and like didn't have to say or do anything. It was just obvious that like you're not going to go against this guy. now. This guy is now in charge. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah, and he, yeah. so Anton goes through some of this stuff, um, but but for Musk. OK, so so Anton goes through some of the stuff like what would this look like? Maybe maybe the government uh, maybe there'll be a right wing protest, right? Uh, like a January 6th type of thing, which is funny. Anton talked about that before it happened. And he said, maybe maybe uh, the Caesar could be like solidified in power when, say, um, 
someone tells the troops to fire on the on the right wing protesters and they refuse to do it. And then the troops that refuse to do it are suddenly loyal to the Caesar, the Red Caesar. Yeah, mm-hmm. this yeah. is sort of what happened in the Syrian civil war. All the people who defected and fought against the government were ordered to fire on the citizens and they refused to do it. And then they became like the resistance troops. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. but I just want to say, I think we I think we're probably drawing to a close here. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to say one thing before the show ended, which is that. Um, what was the one thing? Oh. <laughs> Musk. I don't really think there's a path for him to be like the monarch of America or the next president. He wasn't born here, right? No, I know exactly. So, so, so much would have to happen for him to do that. That it's that that's the part of this that sorry, no, but I have a response to it though. Well, go ahead. What are you going to say? Because I think I know what you're going to say, and I think I have a response. That's the part of this that like I really like this guy that you've introduced me to. Charles Haywood and I, you know, I, I thought that his episode with Oren McIntyre was great. I don't buy, I, I buy what you're saying that we get a Trump in, we get a DeSantis in, we get even maybe a tech type guy in, and then they order somebody to do something and that person doesn't do it. And then there's a, a, a an actual battle inside the government for power, or, you know, they try and purge these bureaucrats and the bureaucrats somehow try and not go, you know, I could see a Caesarification situation where we actually get something close to a dictator happening through that. I do not see Musk, you know, revolting against the United States government. Like I just don't, and trying to actually have a, not a coup, because as he's saying, it's like a coup is actually just taking over the same halls of power, but oh, an right, actual, yeah. the actual Caesar is literally replacing everything. I don't see that coming from outside the seat of the president. You know, I, I see it. I see somebody getting elected, getting in there. The only way I could see that happening is if they steal the election. So if they, if, Who's if they? They, you know, deep state, whatever, the, the, the Dems, whatever you want to say. Yeah. For the, for the blue. For the yeah. Left. So if they, okay. if we see this same thing where it's like, oh, a thousand, hundred thousand votes in the middle of the night, you know, if we see that happen again and it's in the swing states, then I could see there it being enough anger, enough instability where actually shit could go down, right? But it, it's unless, probably, dude, it's probably going to come to that. I don't see how it won't. How else think, are they going to win the election, dude? I just think they'll lose. I, well, I think they'll lose. <laughs> you know, there is one other lose. way they could win the election. They could literally get us into World War Three. They could fucking escalate with Ukraine and call the election off, or 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 it could stir up popular support. Uh, because they'll they'll convince America that we're under attack from Russia. Um, but I, I just wanted to say this last thing. Okay, but sorry. it doesn't have to be the last thing, but I want to get <laughs> this out before the show ends because this is one of the this is like the crux of my argument in my uh is the regime weak thing is yeah m- the most likely thing that Musk will do if he really wants power is he will throw all of his weight, his money his influence on Twitter, his business connections, his influence with like the libertarian Silicon Valley people like Andreessen, who, by the way, is helping fund his fucking purchase of Twitter. Mark Andreessen, like people don't talk about this that much. It's it's common knowledge, I think, um, is behind the purchase of Twitter. He's he's giving Musk like seven billion dollars 
Yeah. Andreas and Horowitz. The best path for these guys, I think, is to back somebody like DeSantis or Blake Masters. I wish they were fucking. I wish these guys were showering DeSantis with praise. Yeah, there's some whining and dining him. I don't know why they're not. Yeah, there's a disconnect for some reason. The DeSantis is for some reason not plugged into the Andreessen Musk people. So they're going to have to. Masters is maybe Vance is right. They they have their candidates and they all love Trump. Uh, You know, Teal loves Trump, obviously. But yeah, for some reason, DeSantis is like slightly off to the side of those. It people. could be because DeSantis know. won't go with them because maybe he wants to play the middle. Maybe he wants. Maybe yeah, he you, likes right. posing up to, yeah, the yeah, GOP. Yeah. I don't know. But if it's not going to be, if DeSantis won't go, then fuck him. If DeSantis won't go, then fuck him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if it if what they need to do is back Trump, then then fine, back Trump. But but the point being is that because Musk can't himself do it, even though he's the perfect fucking guy. You know, and if he just lost a little bit of weight and like got in a little bit of shape, he'd because he's not a bad look. He's good looking, even overweight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if he got in shape, he would be like that much more. You know, and I feel like the reason why Wait, Amanda. What Millius, are you saying he should do? What are you saying he should? Oh, do? I was gonna make a joke because Amanda Millis uh, yeah, was like I, thirsting I, I, for him on Twitter. Did you see that? No. no oh, no. she was thirsting so hard for him, and I'm like, oh, you. Yeah, oh, well, I don't exist anymore. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what about Astro? <laughs> what am I, chop liver? Sorry though. So what, what were we gonna say? Uh, what do you want Musk to do exactly though? Oh, like back Blake Masters hard. Oh, but, okay, like yeah. like like put him on. Blast. What does that have to do with Trump? With uh, or Trump? Musk, back Trump. Looking. Back why, back why, politician. Back okay, some well, politician. Okay, but he doesn't need to be good good looking to do that. Why why are you talking about losing weight? Why does he need to lose weight? Oh, because I'm just saying Musk is the perfect guy. But so much. But he's, are you saying he should run Musk, or are you saying he should just back someone? I'm saying the most likely way for him to influence politics, and the easiest way, the most direct path for him to influencing politics, would be to pick a politician and back him hard and have yeah. it be his guy. Yeah, which yeah. is what Teal is doing, and and if he thinks. He can like overcome the obstacles that the deep state are going to throw down for the election in 2024. If he thinks he can overcome that and make Trump the dude, then back Trump because Trump is the best. I think him and Trump don't get along though, right? I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. Trump Actually, I never heard that before. Is that is that a thing? Yeah, I think they've like sniped at each other a little bit, I think. Um, well, I do think I do think a big part of Trump's problem is he wants to be the only show in town. Well, but what's so incredible and awesome about Trump is he's so much bigger than any of these other guys, and he doesn't even try. You know that that's what's just so incredible about him, and why he's such a true Nietzschean figure, because you know all these other people are operating. You know they're doing their operating, and Trump, for whatever reason, just in the way that he talks, just talks directly to this white working class. Just and it's just incredible, and it's like he's he's like. With, like has a connection with them that is just absolutely unbreakable and everybody else wants to and he knows that and no he one doesn't else has it. it you're right no yeah and everybody it. else is like trying to figure it out and and you know trying to get in on it but really trump is the master of it and, and no one's ever going to be better than him at it so uh he doesn't need musk you know at least in his mind what is musk going to do for no, trump? he definitely you know, does though because he's being so throttled i mean they just well, right. kicked, him, it, off. So kicked right. him out of the presidency and fucking this is kick- the thing that, exactly that's so you're sorry to interrupt but no, no go, i just want to say go, that, go. 
you're entirely right that it's like Trump. I just said Trump doesn't need Musk. Trump thinks he doesn't need Musk. Right. But he actually really does. He needs more people like that around him. He's just incapable of like playing ball with anybody. You know, I guess I don't know. Well, we're going to we're going to have to see where it goes, because, um, you know, I'm I'm throwing I'm throwing all this stuff out, but Trump is the guy still. I just yeah. don't know if they're going to let it happen. Like, I, I don't know how he could come back from what happened in 2020. Like, he didn't have enough people around him. He didn't have enough support. People enough, not enough people had his back. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I watched the um, January 6 hearings. And, like, I don't know how much of this was spin and how much of this was real. But, like, all of his children were, like, not with him. They were, like telling him to like just let it go to just let it yeah. go you know yeah. um i think they're like on record so i don't think it's like you know uh i don't think it's total lies so i don't know how he can come back for that but he's got i always thought i always thought and i did a thread about this and it, it got pretty good engagement that like his only move his only move is to pass the torch to somebody and to back that person yeah. and to yeah. keep campaigning as if he was the politician but for that person but for that person because if he wants to try to run in 2024 i mean dude i think i i see i foresee so many bad things happening for example the gop might not let him debate the gop might not let him get on a ticket so then what's he going to do go go third party you know what I mean? Yeah. And I have conversations. That would be the worst. That would be the it would worst, be the worst possible. possible outcome. Because then, then we're just going to split. And then and that's exactly what we don't want. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do you have any more time to, or do you got to go? I got to go. I got to go. All right. Food for the fam. But this was great. I, I feel like time just goes right by when we're talking. So it goes by very quickly. Yeah. We need to, uh, let's make this a regular thing. Because, yeah, man. Uh, well, we'll we're, 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 you know, we got stuff in the works. So yeah. Yeah. We got stuff in the works. So <laughs> just stay tuned to the Astro Flight Simulation and the car, the carousel podcast. Yeah. And, right. Uh, you, know, you know what? I just got to shout out my Telegram real quick because I got oh, yeah. banned on Twitter. So I'm at Astro Plane Walker. On Telegram, I don't post that much there, but I do a little bit. Astro P L A N E Walker, and uh, plug the carousel before we sign yeah. off. The carousel.substack.com. I'm disgraced propagandist on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool, man. I look forward I to let's, dude. Let's make this a regular thing. I look forward to many more of these. Me too, man. Cool. I love it. Thank you cool. so much. 